This is special COVID-19 coverage on Your Health, a podcast of the Integrated Health and Social Services University Network for West Central Montreal. And welcome to Your Health. I'm your host, Sean McMahon, and this is ongoing special COVID-19 coverage. Thanks for joining us. We're now months into the health crisis, and as figures delicately show signs of improvement, maybe a glimpse of better days ahead, there are no guarantees. The only thing that's certain is that our healthcare workers, both on the front lines and behind the scenes, have been giving it their all since day one. It's been a battle. Long days of physically and emotionally exhausting work, all with every patient's best interests in mind. But who takes care of those who take care of us? What happens when they fall? Who's there to lift them up? When a nurse, for example, goes from treating a COVID patient to becoming one, what then? This episode of Your Health is the first half of a very special two-part series on support, highlighting the vital safety net that's in place for members of CIUS West Central Montreal. And sometimes help is just a phone call away. I'm joined by social worker Sandra Callender and emergency department nurse Rebecca Tremblay. Thanks for joining me. Thank you you for having us. Well, it's great to have you. So maybe just to give everyone the bird's eye view, there are a ton of resources available for staff members, including a specialized COVID hotline for employees who have questions about their condition, symptoms, testing, and more. There's a crisis counseling hotline for those who need somebody to talk to during these difficult moments. There's also a year-round employee assistance program that exists beyond the context of the pandemic and really acts as a great extension of the crisis line. We'll talk more about that later and so much more. You can check it all out if you're on staff at cuswestcentral.ca slash support. Sandra and Rebecca are just two of the calming expert voices on the other end of two of those lines, the COVID line and the crisis line. And Rebecca, that COVID line alone is getting anywhere from what 250 to 300 calls per day with you and about what 25 colleagues or so is that right yeah we're about uh, 25 to 30 nurses actually wow it's a big team and what's been the biggest concern rebecca what's it like when you pick up that phone i think there's a lot of concerns uh, regarding the symptoms being scared about actually having the covid question regarding protection as well like what are the the best safety measures they could use in order to prevent it to bring it home concerns about their family members. All of those things, we often uh, hear it. You know, I mentioned the uh, 250 to 300 calls every day, but it wasn't always like that, right, Rebecca? I mean, you mentioned to me off air that you used to do things quite differently, but because the pandemic has evolved, you've had to adapt and evolve right there along with it. Oh, yeah, there's been a huge evolution in the COVID line. I'm like, we started out, there was four of us. Uh, we were There was two cell phones that we would actually bring home bring them back after the weekend. We would actually write numbers on papers like in the first like three, four days until we, but us nurses ended up creating kind of a program that we would all have access. I'm like, that's how we hope, like we started it. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And Sandra, you're on the other end of the support system, right? Taking care of the crisis line. Yeah, I'm just imagining, for example, one of our frontline healthcare workers, they call Rebecca because maybe they don't feel well. They get tested, they're positive. And then the shock, uh, the uncertainty, maybe the fear that comes along with that, that's a lot to take in, right? So they need somebody to talk to, and they pick up the phone, they call the crisis line, and you answer that call. That can't be easy. What are you trying to do in that moment? No, I mean, uh, really, it's to kind of reassure them and also put things in perspective. Um, You know, a lot of times uh, when we're facing the unknown, we think of the worst-case scenario. But, you know, it's try to also remind them that, the majority of people recover and, uh, you know, many of the people have no symptoms, but it, it's the fear of the unknown. So we kind of try to break it down and reassure them in terms of their fears. Mm-hmm. And Sandra, it's safe to say the issue of mental health and the need for support. I mean, that's been a really big talking point through the last several months, especially. It's been heavy on everybody. 
Um, you're not just receiving calls, though, right? You're also making calls. Why are you doing that and who are you speaking to? Who are you reaching out to? So we uh, are also calling the people who have been deployed um, because we know that for many people it, it is stressful. Um, you know, it's something that I think, you know, the majority of people never thought this would happen in their career. This is unprecedented. And so there is a lot of uh, fear, a lot of unknown. And so we try to support them uh, with this process of them going into uh, predominantly the CHSLDs um, to uh, provide uh, care there. Right. And how does the issue of anonymity work? Uh, Rebecca, let me come back to you. In terms of the COVID line, if somebody calls uh, and they have some questions, how much information do you need from them? Or can they stay relatively anonymous if they want to? Well, it really, I think it really depends what their, their demand. If they need a screening, well, yes, we might need a little bit more information in order to provide a screening for them. But uh, it can only go from like their name and phone number, depending on, like I say, the demand that they have. If it's just concerns and everything, well, we're open there. We're, we're there to listen. We're there to help them, to guide them, uh, to teach them. That's pretty much it, I think. Okay. And Sandra, what about the crisis counseling hotline? Maybe a little bit more delicate, of course, right? Uh, And you wouldn't want anything to stand in the way of somebody who needs to reach out for info. Uh, Can they stay anonymous? Is it completely confidential? Absolutely. I mean, the line is confidential. And uh, if they so choose, uh, they don't have to give any information, uh, personal information. You know, the goal is really to give them a place to be able to vent and, uh, you know, get uh, things off their chest uh, so they can continue doing the great work that they're doing. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And that's why it's so important to talk about things. And Sandra, I don't want to put you on the spot and without using any names, of course, but out of all the phone calls you've received or made thus far, is there anyone that stands out in your mind? Maybe you you put the phone down afterwards and and thought to yourself, gosh, that was uh, that was something. Um, yeah, you know, there's uh, somebody, you know, and it's happened a few times, but one in particular uh, where someone uh, was being deployed and made the choice that they would um, isolate from their family. So their family moved elsewhere. And really, you know, this person uh, packed clothes for, and this was in, let's say, March, April, I believe, April, uh, packed clothes for the summer because they really had no idea when they would be seeing their young children. You know, we're talking about children under five when they would be seeing them again. So that kind of, uh, you know, it brings it close to, you know, you, you can feel for that. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You know, I'm thinking of my two young kids when I hear something like that, and that's got to be so, so tough. Uh, Rebecca, you know, as everybody's talking about a possible second wave, what have you learned through this process that you think might actually help you to be ready for the type of support that our colleagues might need in the months ahead? Well, I think that one of the things that we've learned for the first wave is really how quick we can react and adjust and put protocols in place and rearrange stuff. This is something that everybody, like the entire team around us has really, they've been quick, they've been proactive, they've been, so I think that now that we've learned that we can do it, um, and there's also a part of the work that has been done that we will be able to adjust uh, when needed. So I think this is going to help us if there's a second wave. What about you, Sandra? Yeah, I would agree with that. Also, too, that, you know, I think that uh, our resiliency, uh, it's amazing, the resiliency of people um, and uh, the adaptability of people. You know, people have been have stepped forward for the cause um, and also to the importance of self-care. As healthcare workers, sometimes uh, we're very good at taking care of others, but sometimes we forget ourselves. 
Um, and I think moving forward, that's something to really keep in mind. And I think also to uh, the strength of the fact that, you know, everybody really works as a team. Yeah, it's all about teamwork. And I mean, it's also important to point out that beyond the context of the pandemic, Arceus has a permanent employee assistance program for staff that offers immediate and confidential support uh, to help you and your family if needed to resolve really any concerns you might have about work, health, daily life. It's available 24 hours a day, uh, usually four hours of free sessions available every year. It's been doubled up, though, to help out during these really tough times, and it's a great resource to use. And Sandra, I imagine, you know, you're answering the crisis counseling hotline, uh, but there are probably some instances where you would then refer people to the EAP for a more developed follow-up, I guess you could say, right? Yes, actually, you know, pretty much for everybody who's called, uh, we have informed them, we do inform them of uh, the employee assistance program. Um, And yeah, it's a a more, it's kind of like you schedule an appointment, it's a fixed appointment that you can have with the person. So, but for us, it's more of a hotline in in the moment. Uh, we're there to um, to help people. Mm-hmm. And in both of your cases, if somebody calls, they're going to speak to somebody real quick, right? Yes, yes they will. And I have to point out that that's one of the main things of our CS is that they've created a program uh, for the own employees because we have to, I have to mention that in some places, they still have to refer to Sophie Public. So it could take days before getting an appointment. It could take days before getting a result. So if I call, how quickly do I get a response from either of you? Oh, you're going to be called uh, within an hour. Oh, wow. Okay. Once you get tested, then you get normally a result within 24 to 48 hours top. Wow, that is honestly fantastic. And, and by the way, if you're not part of CS West Central Montreal staff, you're in the general public listening to this right now, and you need some guidance, it's there for you too. For COVID-related questions, you can always call 1-877-644-4545 or if you just need uh, somebody to talk to, Info Social 811, a great resource. Anybody who lives in Quebec can call Info Social 811 for themselves or for a family member or a friend. Bottom line is, if you need help, reach out and get the help because it's out there for you. And again, if you're on staff, uh, you can get all the details on everything available to you at cuswestcentral.ca support. Sandra Callender, social worker with us here at CS West Central Montreal, and emergency department nurse Rebecca Tremblay, thank you so much for taking us behind the scenes with what you do at the crisis counseling hotline and at the COVID hotline and most of all thanks for being there for all of us we really appreciate it thanks again thanks to you and that wraps up part one of our special two-part series on support be sure to join us for part two with special guests stephanie brisson and audrey durache jourdain from the prevention team at cus west central montreal chances are they're working on ways to keep everyone safe that you've never even considered that's coming up next time on the your health podcast you've been listening to special covid19 coverage on your health a podcast of the Integrated Health and Social Services University Network for West Central Montreal. Don't forget to subscribe at cswestcentral.ca slash podcast or on your favorite podcast platform. 